everyone. Welcome to Field of Geeks at the Movies. We are your hosts. I'm Josh. Mitch. I'm Steve. Today we're talking about Star Trek First Contact. This is the eighth film in the series. It came out back in 1996, and it uh, followed Star Trek Generations, which was our first TNG movie. What do you guys remember about that time period exactly? I was in Amarillo, Texas. Uh, that's where I saw it. I remember when it came out. Gosh, when you said that year, though, I didn't realize it had been that long. <laughs> yeah, Generations was 94. Wow, so, yeah. that's crazy. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was fun. This might have been one of those movies that I got to see before it came out in the theater. Because oh, my cool. wife was an assistant manager at a movie theater. Oh, sweet. And so the night before a premiere, like at midnight, once all the shows were done, you know, we'd come in with pizza or Burger King or whatever. Oh, nice. That's great. Just watch movies. <laughs> it was awesome. I got to do that once. Joey worked at a theater. Oh, and I yeah. got to see Star Trek Into Darkness. Nice. That's pretty badass. That's that's yeah. awesome, though. It was fun. But yeah, I mean, it was a great film. Loved it. How did you feel about Generations at the time? Um, I liked parts of it. Mm-hmm. I think, and even back then, and I still, to this day, I think Killing Kirk was dumb. You know, I, I think, think Shatner agrees. Shatner totally agrees. <laughs> yeah. Hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Yeah. But it's you could have passed the torch in a million different ways besides killing, you know, Jim Kirk, the best captain in the history of Starfleet. <laughs> to be fair, he was wearing a red shirt. <laughs> well, he was. <laughs> but uh so was Picard. Oh. oh yeah, but true, uh true. yeah, it was uh unnecessary i thought but you know i mean i thought parts of the movie were awesome you know i mean i didn't not like the movie i i just uh thought it was a bad move to of course cut off a million options that might have been one of my problems with it too i I don't know it was just missing something i was i mean i was young yeah i still could tell like yeah it wasn't quite what i wanted you know uh i think visually the movie looks great it's yeah, still really agreed. high up there, especially with the Enterprise. First yeah. time you got to see it on, you know, in the theater. Right. All the special effects thrown at it, you know, yeah. and it just was incredible. But And we got to see the Enterprise B. Yeah. You know. Um, that was cool. The Excelsior. Yeah. yeah. Captain Merriman. Um, right. If I remember correctly. That was uh, pretty slick. It was. It was. Sulu's and daughter. That was Sulu. Too. Yep. So it was, uh, I liked the movie. It was fun, but, uh, and I, I was excited for first contact because, you know, it was the TNG's first go ahead of their own. Movie. Yes. Right. And they certainly deserve that. I mean, they did awesome show. Yeah. I just remember, I remember seeing the, the trailers. It looked a lot more dark right. than the previous one. It almost looked like it was rated R territory in a way. Yeah. Some of the visuals they were showing you. Um, but yeah, I remember like just being amped to see it. And I think that's one of the greatest feelings in the world. I mean, we have so many critics now, but back then when critics were saying positive things, yeah. it actually made you like And spoilers excited. weren't coming out way right. before we the didn't movie. Have the so internet. Yeah, exactly. So back then it meant more going into it. Because I remember going into Generations, it was mixed reaction. So that kind of just bummed me out. How old this were you when that came out, when First Contact came out? 96. 96. Um, I think I was 15. Yeah, 15, I'd say. <laughs> I was 26 or 7. I don't know. It was just ridiculous. Just a new freshman in high school. <laughs> wow. Uh, those were the days. My wife was pregnant. <laughs> Congratulations. Ah, uh, those were the days. <laughs> I was trying to get my driver's license. Yeah. 
<laughs> you were dropped off at the theater. <laughs> yeah, I was they trying were. to make sure my benefits was going to cover the childbirth. <laughs> you clearly had more stress going on than I did. Yeah, yeah. Mine was asking girls out, and that was about it. Uh, yeah. yeah, that too. And then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It all worked out. Right. Hey, you want to go see First Contact? <laughs> That's <laughs> actually pretty clever. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I'm not that kind of girl. Make it so. <laughs> I'm not that kind of girl. I'm cool. <laughs> Got a lot of those back in the day. Uh, well, that's the other thing. That's before the geek yeah. culture really. Right. Ex- you know, I, yeah. How long has the geek culture really been acceptable and huge? Like last decade or yeah, more? I'd say probably last 10, 15 years, maybe 10, 12 years. Probably right. the start of X-Men. Because before that, you yeah. wear a superhero shirt, you'd just be like, Nerd. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't yeah, be exactly. caught dead in any of that 20 stuff. 28-year-old yeah. guy sitting in the basement I've been playing on Dragon's computer. Lair for 15 years in Omaha, and I never once bought me a superhero shirt. Are you kidding me? You're right. You know, I kind of looked out <laughs> the door adult. before I walked yeah. outside with all my comics. <laughs> you know. There's no one driving by that I know, right? Okay. This is for my son. Right? Yes. That I don't yeah. have. Right, yeah. Also bought some pogs. <laughs> <laughs> So, premise of this movie was basically uh, the Borg go back in time to stop First Contact. First Contact was the event where uh, we come to, to learn that uh, the Phoenix uh, prototype warp ship uh, piloted by Dr. Zephyrin Cochran. Zephyrin Cochran, yep. Um, it was the uh, first warp vessel. Yep. And so, once they achieved warp, once they achieved warp and they had the warp signature out there, they were picked up by quote-unquote aliens, hence making first contact with another species. So, yeah, that was the premise of it. So it was, it was new fiction uh-huh. to add to the, the lore. And, right. And, and Cochran has been mentioned in the original series, too. That's right. So, I mean, this is a character who is, you know, kind of canon all the way through Star Trek's history, which is pretty neat that they utilized him as a character in the movie, I thought. And I believe they changed it, too, like... You know, because, I mean, I love Star Trek, but they occasionally will rewrite yeah. a few things. Like, right. I guess the original series, Cochran was from another planet, I think, or something he like that. He was on another planet. He's on and, another right. planet. Okay. Yeah, it was um, it was a little bit different, you know? So, I I honestly, I, and I watched that of the original series recently, that episode, and I, I like what they did with him in First Contact. A little oh, bit of better. course, yeah. yeah. They got to really expand right. the character, made it interesting. Right. It, it was fine. I mean, I think... Going back generations just for a second, you had Scotty, no Kirk died. Yeah. But if you go back to the TNG episode, Scotty's like, oh, he was down waiting for me to right. beam over. Like, okay, I guess you could just say Scotty had a memory issue. Sure. Whatever. Well, and with the uh, original series, Zephram Cochran, um, you know, this was well after First Contact. So this paradox, you sure. know, could have changed all of that. Right. You know, so who knows? Exactly. And what was also cool about this um, movie was it was directed by uh, TNG's own Jonathan Frakes. Captain, Riker. Commander Riker. Yeah. Which is kind of funny because these, this movie and um, Spock's movie, where they were both like back up to the main main captain, seemed to do the best, which is yeah. kind of ironic. Yeah. I mean, Leonard Nimoy had a lot of great success on his Star Trek you know, direction. And, the Voyage Home. Yeah. And... Um, and Jonathan Frakes, who's no stranger to directing, nope. you know, episodes of the series, and he did uh, DS9, DS9 Voyager, Voyager, and TNG. Yep. Um, yeah. So I mean, it was a. I'm glad that he got that 
that directing nod because um, this movie knocked it out of the park. Oh, it did. It just did. knocked it out. And of it might have been his directorial debut. I think it was. I don't remember. But I mean, theatrically, yeah. not not television. Right. But um, yeah, I think even as a kid, I was like, really? Frakes is directing? Like, yeah. That's kind of weird. But uh, it looks like uh, just from researching, like two other directors were approached for the movie, but they just they just didn't know Star Trek. That yeah. was a problem. And so uh, I think uh, it took uh, Patrick Stewart and producer Rick Berman, I think. Yeah, that's Berman. His name. Yep. They kind of just gave the okay to have Frakes direct. So yeah. they, they had something to do with it. Yeah. So it all just clicked. And really, Frakes and Nimoy are very similar. If you if you look at it, they're both second in command, uh-huh. pretty much. They both directed two Star Trek films. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. That's interesting, the parallels. Yeah, so that was really cool. I could always it was it was weird. Like real life, there was actually like you know they're yeah. so similar. But who was the, the better same. first officer, Riker or Spock? Oh, See, I, this is I'm getting off course. I apologize. yeah, I know, yeah. I know, I know. Well, I always get I always get confused. Like I guess you you would count Spock as first officer uh-huh. in the original series, but he was a science officer. He's a science officer, so but he was, was Kirk's number one. Right. Yeah. So well, he sacrificed himself in two. Mm-hmm. So I'd say him. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's a tough one. It is tough though. That's what's great you about these You can make an argument cats. about either one. You could, one. You especially know, yeah, especially cool. the captain yeah. argument. Right. This is regarded as one of the best TNG films mm-hmm. of the whole run. Yeah. And just watching it recently, it made you really uh, kind of upset that they didn't really try to recapture. Not right. to say they didn't try, but this movie just offered so much and I mean we're going to get into it of course, but you have some crossovers within the all the series going on at the mm-hmm. time. You got a little DS9 nod, yeah. a Voyager nod, yeah. and it's it's just fantastic. Please state the nature of the medical emergency. Yes. Oh, nice. So the movie opens with Picard in a Borg ship, and he's wearing his old uniform. It's kind of confusing. You know, I remember watching it. I was like, wait, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> he's back? <What's laughs> and then they pan out, and it's just a beautiful shot of the Borg the interior of the Borg ship, which which we didn't get to see in the show because right. there just wasn't money to really get into it. The Borg cube was huge. It was all. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. massive. It was yeah. This really uh, gave you the scale that it truly was, and then you get to see Picard back in uh, Locutus, Locutus mode of Borg. Yes. I am Locutus of Borg. Resistance is futile. So it turns out it was a dream, basically. Mm-hmm little flashback ptsd type thing right there's actually two dreams yeah. <laughs> picard goes to the mirror to you know rinse his face and then the what is it right. robotic a robotic insect implant implant just comes right out of his face right and... so you're like what's going on already at three right. twice and, and then like, he wakes up right it's like ah right inception exactly <laughs> but it's a dream <laughs> within a dream did he break the fourth wall oh man <laughs> Broke the twelfth wall. Actually, He's still spot. in the Nexus. He's, it's no, on no. the dryer spark. <laughs> so well, basically, we get a word from the admiral um, that the Borg um, have kind of um, they're in starting to engage yeah. more of the fleet, and they're getting close to Earth. Basically, of course, we get the beautifully uh, brand new Enterprise E because you know D got destroyed in generations, yeah. but it is a phenomenal looking ship it is do you it's remember beautiful. the episode in generations not to walk away from it too much 
the where they go into the future. Or there's like parallel yesterday's Enterprise. Yeah, with the so Enterprise they go into the C. future. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then they have the Enterprise, but it's got some sort of looking horn spike in the front. Yeah, 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 because it's an alternate timeline. It was more yes. of a war right. timeline. More, um, yeah, like Worf wasn't there. Yeah, I mean that to me is the ideal ship. It looked like a razor blade going through outer awesome. space. It was just it's as cool as this ship in the movie. Yeah, I guess this is a class. sovereign class. Yep. Beautiful ship. It really mimics uh, what came before, the yeah. old Enterprise and all that. There's a lot of flavors from it, yeah. Yes, very much so. And it's more of a a, a warship. Enterprise D, I think, is was bigger. Mm-hmm. It was more of a family-friendly uh, right. explorer ship, whatever. Remember, peaceful missions. Yes. Not in this movie, torpedoes. but yes. <laughs> torpedoes. Yeah. You with never know. Torpedoes. So, yeah, beautiful shot of the new Enterprise. I remember seeing this on the... Th- I mean, everything was just... Yeah. Just working, you know. Get to see the new interior of the ship, new uniforms. They have their black uniforms with the gray top. Yep. Looking great. The yeah, the interior ship is fantastic. It's very to me, the bridge of the Enterprise D is probably my favorite. Yeah. His scale and very spacious and like I'd want my living room to look like Right, exactly. (laughs) My (laughs) wife would probably stop me, but and money would too, because yeah, this is expensive. But anyway, yeah, we got to see them all. They're really it's more um Together, the sh- yeah. the bridge is smaller and compact. We got a new character who joined the crew, Ensign Hawk. Yes, and of course, this is an actor that plays a lot of villains now. Neil um, McDonough, yeah, he's an yes. Arrow. Um, he was in Desperate Housewives, I believe, as a kind of a bad guy type character yep. in that. Walking Tall, um, yeah, the Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a made kind of a career being a jerk. Yeah. He has a very stoic look about him, though. Yeah. What'd you guys say? It was like a cross between... Oh, he looks like a love child of Matt Damon and Chris Pine. <laughs> I, I just now got that. I mean, I... Wow. I didn't At least think in this of movie, he did. Of course. Yeah, right, of yeah. course. Of course. All units, open fire. Remodulate shield protection. They've broken through the defense perimeter. To our earth. Pursuit force. Two, one, one, four. Fire, continue to attack. Flag, start command. We need reinforcements. Get the Lieutenant Hawk, set a course for Earth. Aye, sir. Maximum warp. So basically, the Enterprise decides to um, go help out the fleet defending Earth from the Borg. This is familiar, this, this cube, you know, from the show, obviously. To backtrack a little bit, at first, Starfleet really didn't want Picard and crew to go intercept the Borg with the rest of the fleet because, uh, you know, Picard was assimilated into Locutus on Best of Both Worlds, mm-hmm. a two-parter show. Right. In the TNG uh, run. Basically, they, they don't ever want him to come up against the Borg again, right. even though he did in the later episodes of the show. Yeah. But whatever, it's a movie, so it makes, you know, makes it more interesting. He needs to distance himself because they question his mentality i guess if he right. has to go up against him obviously He's we're too gonna, close right and we will kind of see you know right maybe yeah. it was a good call right. <laughs> but given the circumstance so anyway we get a first huge space battle like i've never seen this on the screen tons and, of starships yeah. yeah it was cool it's beautiful because <laughs> you only ever see one or two starships yeah. yeah i mean that's my complaint about even the newer movies like yeah. where's all the damn starships right. yeah why is Enterprise the only one defending Earth and all that, you know? Um, so it was really cool to see 
lots of familiar ships from the yeah. TV series. You, you see the Excelsior, um, the Enterprise D, well, the the type of class of right, ship that Constitution was. Constitution class. Constitution and, class, yeah. thank you. Galaxy and, class. Oh, is it Galaxy? Yeah, Galaxy class. What's Constitution? Constitution was the original Enterprise. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, and then you got the Enterprise uh, C, whatever class that was. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry if yeah. people were out there like, this is bullshit. He doesn't know his... Oh, they'll know him oh, all yeah. by heart, right? Yeah. <laughs> I am a okay. true fan. I just yeah. don't know everything about it. But anyway, beautiful scene of yeah. all these ships just going at it, trying to take down the Borg. And of course, we get to see the Defiant. It was a ship that was attached to DS9 after right. so many seasons. You know, they decided, well, let's have a way to get off the station a little bit. And, so, and make Captain, right. or make Cisco Captain make Cisco. Make Cisco Captain. And um, Worf took a little transfer after TNG went off the air to... Yep. The station and uh, and it could cloak too. The yeah, flying could cloak. That was another. Perk. It was a slick uh, little ship. Yes, yes. the line. <laughs> so we get to see the Defiant battling it out, and you know it's like a huge DS9 nod. And of course, you know um, Cisco isn't in the ship, right. but it's Worf commanding the ship, and the ship is just it's just destroyed inside. You know, it's just yeah. been through all of it. And so this is also an appearance of the famous actor now. I don't know if you're saying he's famous, famous, but um, Adam Scott. Yeah, he's pretty recognizable. I mean, you know, he was in Parks and Rec. Yes. Um, among other things. Looks very young yeah. in this movie, but yeah. he's the one. Um, Communications officer. Yeah. Right. He's at the helm and he's telling Worf, um, yeah. it's the Enterprise. Because, you know, the Defiant's about ready to, to bite it. You know, they're just pretty much, you know, exhausted everything yeah. they can do. Power's offline. We've lost shields. Our weapons are gone. Perhaps today is a good day to die. Prepare for running speed! Sir, there's another starship coming in. It's the Enterprise. Basically, Picard's able to tell them to fire in a certain spot of the, the Borg cube, mm -hmm. which doesn't make sense, but he knows because right. that's also something interesting going on. Picard's he can hear the Borg. He's still he's still attached, even though I I think anytime that somebody's assimilated, they always are still attached in some way, shape, or form to being able to probably you'll never be the same. Yeah, they I mean they always have an attachment. So you know we see this ball come out of the the cube. Yeah, the this sphere. is a new ship, right? Yep. A sphere. A yep. sphere comes out of it, and it's um, obviously has Borg in it and all that, and it was kind of their contingency if something happened to the cube. Right. Boom, and they use. You know, I can't remember what they called it to go back in time. time. Vortex. Yeah. Somehow something. they summon that. Yep. They're like, road trip. Right. <laughs> and the Enterprise follows them in. Let's see the sights. Yes. Yeah. And then they discover as they're following it, they're analyzing Earth. Earth's population, I think, changes to all Borg. Yeah. And they're like, what They the showed hell? a cool shot of Earth, what it would look like as a Borg planet. Yeah. And that was pretty wicked. It's like cool. all red. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. It was pretty slick. So they're wondering, like, how come they're not, how come nothing's changed for them? Right. It's because they were caught in the, the vortex, so they just were able to stay the same. So basically, they decide to follow that spear into the past, and then yep. it happens to be the, the day they arrive happens to be uh, the day, I think, the day before first contact. It's like, a, it's either the day before or a couple days before. Yeah. yeah, but I think you're right. I think it is the day before. Um, it's really a cool scene. Like, it's... It, a lot of parts of this movie don't seem like a Star Trek movie in yeah. a way. I mean, you got two people coming out of a bar. 
And you got, of course, the great uh, James Cromwell mm-hmm. playing Zephyrin Cochran. And, um, oh gosh, what's her Alfred name? Alfred Woodard. Yes, yeah. playing uh, his assistant, Lily. Yep. So the two of them walking out of a bar. She was phenomenal. She was. She was fantastic. Are you kidding me? And Frakes. They should have kept her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, when Frakes came to Hollywood, I believe, he uh, developed a close relationship with her. Like, she was kind of his godmother. Oh, wow. She was already there established and oh, kind cool. of helped him. So he kind of like, you know, uh, it was a friend. He was yeah. like being in the movie. And Cromwell was in yeah. a few uh, TNG episodes. Yes. And this is around the time Babe came out, mm. the pig movie. Yeah. And he got like a nomination or maybe he won. I'm not sure. But I think they kind of were nervous, like maybe he's not going to take the part. Right. Yeah. But I he's too big. Yeah. Supposedly he, he <laughs> didn't care. He just did it. Yeah. So which yeah. is cool. It was. It was really cool. So, yeah, they got the two of them coming out of the bar. And they're, you know, uh, Lily's pointing up in the sky and she's like, what's that? And he starts saying, that's the constellation Leo or whatever. Yeah. And then you see these lights and then explosions yeah. and every, the whole little village they're in. You don't know what's going on yet. You don't know what's in the village. that's right. so important. Um, so yeah, that gets all attacked. And then of course the Enterprise comes, comes through the, the spear and they take out the, the ball ship, whatever the, oh, the, the sphere. sphere. I'm the sorry. Sphere. Yeah. <laughs> they came out of the vortex and yeah. attacked the sphere. And the sphere explodes. Yep. 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 And so they transport down to the planet to see, you know, assess the damage, basically. So they beam down, assess the situation. Picard and Data find the Phoenix, which is the the warp ship. Yep. It's going to make the historic run. Well, let's hope. Right now, it doesn't look too good. Yep. It was uh, launching from an old missile silo. Yep. Yep. And it was damaged. uh, I think some of the radiation. It was a radiation leak, basically. Mm -hmm. So it was damaged. Uh, Lily... Uh, actually shoots Data. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Data pulls a Terminator on her. Yeah. Um. So she knocked, gets knocked out because of the radiation poisoning. So they all have to... It's so cool. Crusher's like, oh, we all have to be uh, inoculated. Inoculated, yeah. And she just like... Of course, like TNG fashion or Star Trek fashion. Yeah. Like, just like that. You're done. You're fine. And you're done. You're fine. Up on the Enterprise, I guess it's starting to heat up a little bit. And they're like, what's going on? And Picard's starting to have his suspicions. And he's, uh, you know, talking to the Enterprise. They don't seem to be too alarmed. I think he's talking to yeah. Worf. So Picard decides to go back up to the Enterprise because he suspects the border on the ship. And so he does that. Riker's, yeah. Riker and LaForge stay on the planet. They're still looking for Cochran at this point. They fear that he is dead. So they're going to have to figure out another way to right. get this mission accomplished. So basically, uh, two engineer people are the first ones to bite it from the yep. Borg. <laughs> it's pretty uh, horrible. It's more in your head of a scene. Yeah. Yeah. Because then the ventilation, all of a right. sudden you hear the Engineers noise. always go first in the movies. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. she wasn't even a red shirt either. So. Well. <laughs> but it's funny because they, um, yeah, they really played up almost a horror angle to they it did. in some spots. You know? They did. There's was, a lot of that. R- really cool. I remember being scared in yeah. this, this scene in the theater. I was just like, what the hell? This isn't Star Trek. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but this is, uh, you know, super cool. They discover the Borgs on, on the ship, so they have to, like, get the guns out and go go uh, hunt them down. And it's just, it's um, it's really a cool um, scene. It just builds up the, yeah. you know, anticipation. And, of course, uh, Data, uh, he has his emotion chip on. Oh, yeah. And he's telling Picard, like, I'm feeling nervous and everything yeah. Picard's like you might want to turn that off yeah and he just the with the turn of the head you hear this yeah and, and it was done in typical data fashion yeah. it was know? cool so he 
two or three times it was mentioning to Picard about how he was feeling and feeling and feeling and Picard God bless him. <laughs> he didn't freak out on date. He's just like, you might want to turn that off. <laughs> You're going to make turn me nervous. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was good. Captain, I believe I am feeling anxiety. It is an intriguing sensation. A most distracting. Daddy, I'm sure it's a fascinating experience, but perhaps you should deactivate your emotion chip for now. Good idea, sir. Done. Uh, meanwhile on earth Riker goes to the bar because he hears loud music and he's trying to find Deanna you know Troy and so he finds her in a bar and he's he's trying to scream at her and he unplugs the jukebox and she's like no 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 and Cochran throws a I think he throws a bottle at him yeah it just (laughs) crashes against the wall next to him it was awesome and supposedly Cromwell I think in this scene he might have went a little method, I, if I remember correctly. I think he had a few drinks. Mm. So, like, there's a reaction where he has a um, a drink with Troy. Yeah. And they like, cheers. I don't know if it's, like, um, tequila or whatever. But he does this, like, gesture where he takes his arm and he just, like, a chicken. <laughs> he, that was real. <laughs> that was like, just, that yeah. was, yeah. That just he happened. had a few already. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that's just the, the greatness of this movie. There's so much going on. There's yeah. humor. There's, you know horror aspects and uh just tons of eye candy oh yeah you know and the new ship everything it's just it's all working i just remember as a kid like i just love this movie you know oh, yeah. the whole time kind of like what i felt with uh beyond mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. just it was right. all clicking data is actually captured while they're you know oh, battling yeah. the borg so you know that's a that's a that's a situation there Picard runs off I guess to find more people. I don't know. It's a retreat, basically. That's what happens. Bumps into Lily. And she actually came from uh, the medical bay, I believe. Yeah. She um, snuck out. Yeah. Crusher had to revive her. Trying to make her escape because yeah. she was freaking out. Right. And that was a scary scene, too, when uh, I think Crusher was like, oh, it's getting hot in here. Yeah. And she's right by the door and it's just big pound. And you see this dent in the door oh, yeah. and it's the Borg trying to get in. And so... She's evacuating everybody, and then she activates the the uh, emergency uh, medical hologram. The yeah, the EMH. So, which is the the Voyager nod, yeah. which is even though it's not the it's same, not the same doctor, doctor yeah. but it's the same program exactly. And brilliantly played by Robert Picardo. Yes, he's just so very awesome. good, very good. And yeah, it's uh, some of my favorite Voyager episodes were around him. Yeah, oh, you know? yeah. I mean, he was so just many, yeah. so cool. That's so many. Yeah, that was that was the beauty of Star Trek. He, a lot of character actors, because you know he did he did I think he did Inner Space. Yeah. He did some other He's movies. Done a million things. Yeah, yeah, they all really are. But you finally get to see them shine on yeah. the shows, and it's yeah. just it's just great. But yeah, he had the same mannerisms and everything from Voyager. It was really cool. Yeah. He's, he's trying to hold off the Borg and yeah <laughs> he was getting a little nervous even though he was a hologram. Yeah, yeah. they couldn't touch him or hurt him, but he was you know still intimidated. It right. was pretty cool. So. That's how Lily got loose, and she bumped into Picard, and you know, eventually Picard wins her trust. She doesn't know what the hell's going on, you yeah. know, and he had to explain to her, which was probably not the well, given the circumstances, it was necessary to tell her all this stuff, you know, about the future. And then and when he shows her Earth, Earth, yeah, from a big giant window, he's like, "You want to go home? Yeah, here's your way out." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. He's like, you might want to hold your breath. And her acting was up. great. Oh, her reaction fantastic. to that, you know, was like what any of us would probably do. You know, you're just freaking out. 
You're yeah. on a spaceship. You know, no one's I know. seen that before. I know. Like that. Exactly. And then she has to learn about the Borg. Mm-hmm. And she actually had a funny line where she's like, it sounds Swedish. Yeah. <laughs> the it was name. pretty neat. So, yeah, just so much going on. Picard's trying to handle the situation, but he also has this, this new person who's from the past. So, yeah. it's a lot of juggling. I mean, that's what the whole movie is. It's Back just, to the doctor scene was, yeah. just made me laugh when he was talking about, you know, something for their face. You know, like a, yeah. maybe an analgesic or yes, yes. something, you know, because <laughs> trying to stall the board. Right. He like bumps into the wall. Yeah. Like, that was pretty good. It was, that was a, pretty good. Brilliantly delivered. I hope his program ended after that and they didn't, they couldn't really assimilate <laughs> they him, I guess. assimilate him. They couldn't do anything to him. Right. So who knows what his program is doing the rest of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Is traumatized. Just hanging out, traumatized, hiding. <laughs> well, I love how Crush, Crusher's like, oh, I never wanted to use one of these things. Uh, yeah. <laughs> She's like, computer, activate the... Yeah. State the emergency. There's a yeah. few board coming yeah. in. Please da, state da, the da. nature of the medical emergency. That's, That's so awesome. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you have scared the holodeck. <laughs> <laughs> Going into recovery mode. Oh, so great. That's awesome. Uh, Picard and Lily are trying to escape the Borg, and there's this great holodeck scene. Yeah. Which is probably the only... Think about it, it's the only time I believe they used the hall. Well, maybe they did it in insurrection, but anyway, you get to see the holodeck in theatrically. Yeah, it's pretty neat, and it's a big setting. It's the classic character from the the show Picard would occasionally play, right. which was um, do you recall what his character's name? was? I don't remember the name, um, but it's kind of like a gangster era. Yeah, he's know, a detective. Type, right. He's a private like eye, a PI type, right? Exactly. And so he is basically running one of those fantasy programs. And him and Lily are dancing. It's really a cool scene. It like yeah. Again, the the it, it was very the movie. Tense. Yeah, yeah. It, the movie shifts. Like they come from running from the Borg, and you get tricked because it's like, oh, we're we're amongst all yeah. these people. It's like they're all fake, and the right. Borg's coming in. So they it was don't a care. perfect distraction. Yeah, it know, was because the Borg yeah. you're completely distracted. It's sensory yeah. overload. I mean, it was a brilliant maneuver to to throw that up like that. It was, and of course, Picard got the got a hold of Tommy Gun and went to town on the Borg and. <laughs> It was really, it was really cool. I mean, yeah. this was a scene where it kind of started to. Lily had her suspicions that Picard was kind of enjoying killing the Borg. Yeah, you know, he never really got his uh, revenge on the Borg, even though there was a few episodes he probably did. But you know, it's still, it's still with him. Right. It was only, I think it was only six years before that he was captured. Mm-hmm. So he's still getting over it. It hasn't even been a decade. They regroup with the rest of the crew, the bridge crew. And they they go on a spacewalk. Another yeah. fantastic scene. I mean, this this movie just gives everything visually just stunning. Beautiful, yeah. Yeah. The spacewalk's really neat. Uh, obviously, they're not fans of it, right? This is the first time you got to really see them do a spacewalk ever, I believe. And so um, the TNG cast, I mean. Right. So there's a cool camera trick. Well, I don't know if it's a camera trick. It's just a simple camera maneuver, right? But they get they they're underneath the ship. They're going to the deflector dish, because the Borg's trying to basically signal for... They're using that for a subspace relay so they can, you know, signal to the Borg, you know, back in their time. Right. Get more backup, basically. Yeah. Make things worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bring them around here sooner than yeah. later. So, Picard tells Worf to just pay attention to the hole and don't look up to the stars. Yeah. And then the camera does a great trick where they, I think it's uh, as Worf's POV, he looks Mm -hmm. down and he looks up and then all of a sudden the ship is upside down. Yeah. Even though it's really not, but it's just a way for you to relate. That's just how they're walking on it, right? Right. Yeah. 
So after that, it's it's really is a kind of a ballsy move. You know, what I mean, yeah. it was kind of like, ooh, why did they do that? <laughs> it was really cool. Um, yeah. you know, I love the how they exhibited the silence of space. Yes. you know, very realistic. Just really cool scene. Yeah, know? it was great. And scene. not only that, I mean, you have the Earth in the background, and you have just the expanse of space. You mm-hmm. know, and it was really cool. And you're cool trying, to, and you're trying to get as much as you can with the new Enterprise because yeah. this is a new ship. I mean, there's so many things to take in. Yep, it's you know, it's kind of hard to focus on one thing at a time. Yeah. But basically, they get to the deflector dish. A battle ensues. We lose Lieutenant Hawk. He gets assimilated. Right. Yeah, that's right. They're, which sucks. They're trying to uh, unclamp, basically, the deflector, the deflector dish. dish and let it just float away. Right. You know, and... Worf gets his suit torn. Yeah. Which is, like, intense because the suit's, like, you're yeah. going to die soon. Yeah. You know, you're losing the air or whatever. Right. Just like if anything that would happen if you lost your suit in space. Yeah. You yeah. Know, it's go exactly. time. And he's, like, trying to, he's, like, oh. He actually pulls out a Klingon weapon at one point. And he hacks off the hand of the board. Yeah. And it's that hand with the uh, wiring or whatever right. that was attached to it. He uses it to tie off his suit. Oh, wow. There's a badass scene where he's got his weapon up and the, the hand's floating and the, you know, the yeah. cable or whatever. Is it was like, cool. Just floating there. Yeah. You know, while he's sitting there <laughs> trying to stay alive. Right. Because I think he took Hawk out to p- protect Picard because Hawk went after Picard after right. he got assimilated. And Damon Pine died. Yeah, Damon Pine died. <laughs> <laughs> Which sucks because it's like, maybe they could have grabbed him and yeah. helped him. That was another thing that was kind of like a dick move on Picard's part. But I get because it it's the timing. There's really, the situation is so bad. There's not time to really try to save everybody. Right. Because, you know, he, him himself was saved they didn't have to. They could have just probably destroyed the ship. He was making the ultimate choice mm. of a captain. True. On you know, what's a greater good versus, you know, what could I do versus what should I do? Right. And so he basically told yeah. the crew, if you encounter any crew members that have been assimilated, yeah. uh, take them out. You're doing them a favor. So I think he kind of regrets that later on. But given the situation, there's just yeah, there's, there's no there time. Wasn't, yeah, he had no other option. He had yeah. no options. You know, No and, time. And that's the hard part of sitting in that chair. Yeah, you, know, you have to make those tough choices. And... That's true. That's true. Which is why I'll never be in the chair. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just you know I'll keep it warm for there the captain. Go, right, but yeah. yeah, we get a distress call. I'm like, we give you uh, an overnight captain. shift. Yeah, like uh, Ensign Kim <laughs> on the Voyager. There you go. There you go. So yeah, that was a um, pretty intense scene. We uh, lost Hawk. Worf said a famous line once the deflector dish was removed from the ship. It had like a. a it was still attached with yeah. the uh, electronic cable or whatever. Yeah. Go wharf. Yeah. Assimilate this. So Data was captured earlier on. Gets uh, strapped to a table. He was able to activate an encryption code before the Borg officially took over the Enterprise, I mm-hmm. believe. So the Borg are trying to get to the encryption code to get full control of the ship. Right. So in this process, Data is basically telling the Borg, like, you can try all you want. It's it's in my head and you, you can't yeah, get it out. You're not getting it. So then we hear a female voice and it's like, well, what's going on here? And so it's revealed that there's a Borg queen. Mm-hmm. And this is another fantastic special effect they did yeah cutting edge at the time had to be because i don't think you've ever seen anything like it really cool right basically from the raptors she comes down 
head and shoulders. That's head, it, right? Shoulders and spinal. Yes, robotic spine. Yeah, robotic spine. Right. Being inserted into the body. Right, and as the spine's moving around right. and stuff. Oh, it was. Crazy. It was pretty cool. It was, I think. Yeah, this definitely got some nominations for special effects, uh, Academy Award nominations, and I think it won like four Saturn Awards at the yeah. time. Very impressive special effect. So yeah, once she gets down into her suit, she starts talking to Data. Basically, you know, Data's kind of, I think he's kind of confused, probably like the rest yeah. of us, like, wait a minute, the Borg's a collective, but no, right. she's a, there's a queen, so. Um, yeah, he asked her a lot of questions, he's yeah. trying to figure it all out. Yeah, right. It was cool. Right. They're kind of trying to manipulate Data into giving the codes out, basically. Uh, they graph skin to him. On his arm and his right. face. So it provides him with a great sensation he's never had. You know, she <laughs> blows on it and there, there's... Um, goosebumps. Goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, was that good for you? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> and Data's just... Because they turn on his emotion chip, too, because he's yeah. feeling everything, you know? So anyway, they kind of get talking. She's kind of flirting with him, you know? She, not really sure if it's genuine from her part. Like, yeah. you know she's trying to get at him, but maybe she is actually intrigued by an android. Because right. the Borg tries so much to basically be all machine. Yeah. And here's this man, which they're doing the opposite. Right. They're turning him into a human. It's very interesting. Turned on his emotion chip. Right. And, and he's the... freaking out a little right. bit. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of and it's cool that, to see her, the actress, actually come back for the finale of Voyager. You know, that was That's awesome. true. Yeah. Yep, that is they, true. Voyager used a different Borg uh, queen in prior episodes, but Alice Krieg came back. For the that's Voyager cool. finale, which was neat. Yeah. She, I would love to get her autograph yeah. and see a panel. Like that's, she was really good, just yeah. phenomenal actress. And I'm sure she. I, I, mean, I think I've heard an interview of her. She's always pleased to have fans come up and yeah. talk to her. And even though she just had one little part, I oh, mean, yeah. it wasn't little, but you know, it was a yeah. huge impact. Screen time may be little, but right. you know, for the impact of the character was huge. Right, and then you know, always think of the Borg Queen now when yeah. you talk about the Borg. I mean, I do at least. Oh so. yeah, I mean, you can't not associate the two. Exactly, and of course, what we always wanted to see on the show, uh, we get to see Brent Spiner, part of him as Data, yeah, but looking like human. Right, you always saw him play like the creator of Data, and you know, other yeah. um, characters, whatever. Um, but yeah, this was really this is really neat how they did this, and so. Picard and after the spacewalk, he gets back into the ship. Him and Worf have a fight. Worf wants to blow up the ship because mm -hmm. the Borg's just taking over everything. And Picard's like, No, we're not gonna blow up the ship. Right. We're not gonna lose another enterprise. And so uh he calls Worf a coward, which is like, wow. <laughs> and of course, Worf, you know That was an intense scene. That was, because that's they've never really had uh -uh. a beef no. with each other. And Worf responds back. Yeah. If you were any other man. I would kill you where you stand. Right. And that was just like... Get off my bridge. Right. Kicks him off the bridge and it's like, holy crap. <laughs> Mommy <laughs> you and Daddy are fighting. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. It was so, a very, very good scene. Lily's really great uh, character. She grounds... And like she probably grounded uh, Cochrane in a way. You know, kept him on, on, on the right path yeah. and so on. She's doing the same for Picard. Yeah. Picard actually needs her as much as she needs him to survive and all that. He's basically, at this point, he's um, Captain Ahab. She mm -hmm. she puts it best. She, you know, you're Captain Ahab changing your, or chasing your white whale. Yeah. You don't want to give it up, you, you know, the give up the Borg. And she calls him Ahab later on in yeah. the show, too, mm -hmm. just as, you know. Right. It was cool. And there's a lot of cool um, similarities between this and Khan, mm -hmm. you know, because there's a lot of Moby Dick reference, right. uh, you know, all this, like, famous literature 
this is probably TNG's con, if yeah. you would say. I would. This movies. is the pinnacle of the next mm-hmm. generation. There's no question. Yeah. If well, someone wants to question it, they can fight me into the rafters <laughs> after school. And I will kill you if you stand. <laughs> so Picard, you know, uh, Lily just screams at him. This is not about revenge. Liar! This is about saving the future of humanity. Jean-Luc, blow up the damn ship! No! No! Out of, you know, she's like, blow up the damn ship. Yeah. And he's just like, no. And so he breaks his ships. and The then line has to be drawn here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, that was funny. I remember uh, my uncle, I saw this movie, I think, twice in the theater. My uncle thought that line was corny in the preview. But for some reason, when I saw it in the theater, I thought they fixed it. And so when we saw it together, <laughs> it yeah. was identical. And I don't think he liked that too much. I mean, you yeah. know. Stuart was really Shakespearean it up in that, that scene. But, you know, they all well, actors get that. and there was that. a lot yeah. of context surrounding that, True. too. You know? and, True. True. It and works. all the dramatic buildup and yes. everything that was going on. He comes to his senses and he basically orders an uh, abandoned ship. Yeah. And uh, the we bricks. activate the self-destruct sequence, which I remember at the time in the theater, I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. We just got this Enterprise Brand E. New sh- I thought the yeah. same Damn thing. It. Yeah. <laughs> Why are we going to blow up everything? Like, come on. We're going to have an F already? What the hell? But, you know, Picard had that funny saying. Well, actually, yeah, he did say this in this one. I guess I thought he said it in Generations. But, yeah, I think Crusher says something like, do you think there'll be another Enterprise? And he goes, oh, yeah, there's yeah. there's several letters left in the alphabet. Right. Something yeah. like that. <laughs> so him and Worf have, you know, they hashed out. or You know, he tells Worf that he's the bravest man he ever knew. Yeah. And so they kind of just make up, basically. You get to see... Everyone escaping from yeah. the pods. And Picard decides to He's stay behind. Yep. He's going to go find Data. Because it is beautifully put. Like, he saved me once. Mm-hmm. I'm going to save him. Yeah. It was really cool, that kind of that twist, you know. Right. So back on Earth, the Enterprise crew is helping Cochrane make this launch happen. And Cochrane's just getting praised left and yeah. right. He's being treated like a celebrity. Right. You know, right. Which- which he hates right immensely. He's already he's already got a hangover, so yeah. this is already affecting. And you know he's got this pressure to pull off this mission because mm-hmm. it's more important now because yeah. of what the crew told him, like what it meant. Like they basically told him that yeah. Star Trek came to be because of this moment. They inadvertently were psyching him out, and right. you know, they didn't yeah. mean to. No, of course, no, yeah. But you know they look at him as a stoic, great individual, right? When you got this drunk flawed guy you know who's just trying to <laughs> right you know just live his life and not, yeah. he has no idea he has, he has no long-term out. plan yeah. at all you know and there's a cool scene where uh reg he was a character on tng uh yeah. he actually Boy, was in the, yeah he was yeah. in the a-team show played murdoch mm-hmm. dwight story. schultz you get to see him again as his character uh reg right yep and is reginald reg- barkley yep, yep. Reginald. There's a few great episodes of him in the, the TNG series. Yeah, and with Voyager as well. That's right, yeah. You know, he had he a big deal huge. with the finale, right? Yeah, I mean, it was, he was instrumental in helping Starfleet find oh, that's Voyager right. through I the Delta that. Quadrant. Yeah. And they were able to, through a relay, communicate like once a month or something. And it was a really cool... It made you feel like they were going to get back. LaForge is trying to, you know, shoo Reg yeah. away, you know, because he knows Reg is just idolizing. You know, <laughs> right. He's just having a moment. Yeah, hero and, worship. Right. You know? And so finally, you know, he gets his chance and he shakes Cochran's hand. He's like, you have no idea what... And then LaForge is basically like, shut up, Reg. And, yeah. and then LaForge continues to do... He does it too. Yes. Do they have to keep doing that? <sighs> it's just a little hero worship, Doc. 
Tell you the truth, I can't say I blame him. We all grew up hearing about what you did here, or what you're about to do. You know, I probably shouldn't even tell you this, but I went to Zephram Cochran High School. Really? You know, I wish I had a picture of this. What? Well, you see, in the future, this whole area becomes an historical monument. You're standing almost on the exact spot where your statue's gonna be. Statue? Oh, yeah. It's marble, about 20 meters tall, and you're looking up at the sky, and your hands sort of reaching toward the future. He tells... Uh... He went to Zephram Cochran <laughs> High School. Right. He's like... High school. I mean, the guy just he yeah. was completely psyched out of his mind. Yeah, and he's and then he tells him he's gonna have a statue, yeah. and he's like, "It's right here." Yeah, and you're kind of looking at the stars. And he's like, "I gotta go take a leak." Yeah, and he's like, "Leak? I don't see no leak." Right. He's like, "You guys don't pee in your yeah. timeline?" Oh, that's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> and that uh, that's something we didn't mention before. LaForge has got these incredible eye implants. Yeah. He doesn't no longer has the visor. Doesn't the, need it. Uh, the hair clip turned yes. on his face, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. So I'm sure that was great for uh, Lavar Burton. Yeah, to finally, and you know, it's a great uh, effect. It's it's like blue eyes, and they do a few um, close up shots where it's actually moving. He right. can he can look at, and he might he might have been able to do this with the visor. They never really explored what the visor could yeah. do. I'm not not sure. a lot, you yeah. know. Um, and I really thought Lavar Burton. I I think aside from Picard, this was really Picard's movie. Yeah, um, it's redemption, not redemption, but kind of ven- right vengeance, it's but a bit of vengeance and uh, closure, closure, and and of and I hate to call the other characters lesser characters, you know, but aside from Picard and maybe Data, uh, I think Burton turned in probably the best performance. I agree you know, of everyone else. It I was agree. Really good. Yeah, it was it was damn good, and yeah, the whole crew is really on par. You know, they're of course Frakes. You know, he's pulling double duty just yeah. like Nimoy did with yeah. the, the you know movies he directed so it's really it's like you don't see a lot of Riker but you do you yeah. know there's some scenes where of course Cochran runs off he's scared and they have to track him down that's when LaForge uses his new eyes <laughs> that's and, right and then Riker's like we got we got no time for this because Cochran's like running from they they found him and he's still running from him and so and he's drinking still so he yeah, just zaps him with the phaser still. and yeah so they have to sober him up. He's just a he's just a wreck, basically. But so anyway, uh, Riker and LaForge end up being his you know crewmates, and there's a cool scene where they're about ready to launch the Phoenix. Uh-huh. And he Cochran's like, "Oh no, I just forgot something." And they're like, "Oh, we got to abort. We got to abort." He's like, "No, I, I found it." And it's like yeah. this CD or whatever, and it's it's seventies music, it's right? It's a magic carpet ride from Steppenwolf. Yep. yep. And there's a, there's other songs I think in this movie that are, are from the seventies. Roy Orbison uh, yeah. was one that comes to mind. Yeah. Everybody ready to make some history? Always am. I think I forgot something. What? I don't know. It's probably nothing. Begin ignition sequence. Twenty. Oh God. Nineteen. Now I remember. Eighteen. What? Where is it? What? 16, we can't lift off without 16, it. Jordy, we've got to abort. No, no way, I found it. 12, 11, 10, 9, 8. Let's seven, rock and roll. 6.
and of course, you know, you get to see the the beautiful Phoenix launched um, the pod. Yeah, that was so cool. It was really neat. That um, launch was really awesome. Yeah, and then they yeah they blow the doors off of it, and then the warp and cells engage. They yep. they, they come, come out. out. Yeah, yep. and they're very very identical to the original TOS, the original series Enterprise, especially on the back there. Yeah, it's a really cool nod or co- a connection to what's going to come after this. At this time, Picard gets down to engineering to rescue Data, and he offers himself as exchange for Data's life. Data says no, and so everyone's like, "Oh no!" He's well, everybody <laughs> thinks Dana's tur- Data's turned right. to the dark side, right? Exactly. Know, so yeah, pretty much. That's yeah. what that's what the impression is. Pretty much, and it's revealed, of course, that you know, Picard was chosen by the Borg Queen to become Locutus of Borg and she just basically wanted a counterpart. Right. Data's the new the counterpart. Yep. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it looks that way. I don't know if that's what, you never really know where her intentions are. Mm-hmm. You just know that you can't trust her. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. They begin to assimilate or try, they strap the card to the thing and they're ready to launch missiles at the, at the Phoenix. So, I mean, it looks like this is going to, yeah. it's going to end bad. And even though you pretty much know what's going to happen. It's revealed that data really isn't under control, right? right? And so he has he a, fires a photon. He does, but it purposefully misses, right? After the Borg Queen realizes that he's not turned, or whatever he says, resistance is futile, and yeah. then he hits the what's he? He hits the plasma coolant, something like that, yeah. Uh, and and so then after that, all this gas basically mm-hmm. just is unleashed into engineering, where all the Borg are. The Queen is. And, you know, if that gas touches you, you know, it just melts your skin off. Eats I mean, up just, organic yeah, material. All, all of your organic material. Is just Which gone. was the crew's plan uh-huh. from the start to do, but Data just did it, you right. know, in the end. And so Picard had to quickly run and get to high ground. Yeah. You know. To avoid the gas. And so, you know, the Borg Queen comes out and tries to grab Picard and uh, Data, like, you know, he's the, he's the greatest. He yeah. grabs her and takes her down and you get to see this this it's really graphic for a pg-13 yeah. but her face she just starts turning and like flakes it of just, her skin come yeah, off it's pretty yeah and then the noise like yeah. and so yeah it's it, a little gruesome yeah it is so she's basically still alive um uh just a spine and a, a metal skull mm-hmm. and it's moving around a little bit and in a kind of I guess grotesque manner. If it wasn't machinery, right. Picard just snaps the spine. He just <laughs> he's grabs like, I'm it, done. pulls it out, right? You know, snaps it and right boom, on the floor. Yeah. And then we get to see Data exposed. You know, his uh, lost the, the skin parts. Skin, yeah. yeah, which probably hurt him to do probably because it was connected to his uh, chip. So obviously they're gonna have to repair him the next yeah. one. Basically, Data after dark. <laughs> data. After dark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With scars. With scars. <laughs> don't hate me because I'm beautiful. It's a new look. Or data. <laughs> but don't worry, he'll be back. Yeah. He'll be back. <laughs> change the oil and... Yep. There you go. Kick the tires. Tin man. Spark plugs, yep. Boop, boop. So, first contact ends up happening. The alien race detected the warp signature from the Phoenix. Because mm-hmm. that's all the Phoenix did, really. It just warped and then came back to Earth. Just yeah. Just to give a trail of, like... Dust. Yeah, Cochrane, the, the intent wasn't to make first contact. It was no. just, you know, they were testing out their work, you know, and poof, they did it. And the other race happened to be close enough by to pick up the signature. And, you know, later on that evening, after, you know, Cochrane and everyone's back on Earth, 
the ship lands and it was a pretty cool moment. Did you, you know? have any idea before it was revealed who the alien race was? Not really. Yeah. But when it was the Vulcans, it yeah. didn't surprise me. No. You know, at all. Right. So, um, you know, you see him walking. I knew on the ramp. I'm like, oh, those are Vulcans. Right. You know, and so then he flips back the hood and there's the ears, you know, and it's like, ah, cool. It's you like, know. they're Romulans. Kill them. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, that was really neat. And then the Vulcan did the live long and prosper yeah. gesture. And Cochran tried to do it. And yeah, couldn't he it. just shook his hand. Yep. It was it was a really great moment. Yeah. And then they go drink at the bar. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah, he turns the music on. The Vulcans are start, you know, startled and he's like, No, 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 it's okay, it's okay, yeah. it's okay. And then he starts dancing all goofy yeah. and it's just a beautiful ending. Obviously the, the crew beam up and I think Lily gets to see the ship uh, go back into the A nice vortex. goodbye between Picard and Lily. Yes. You know, on the on Earth and then they beam out and poof. Right. You know, that's it. It's beautiful. And then there's your movie. Yeah. It was fantastic. And I think eventually talk about the other movies. Nemesis will be kind of tough. Well, actually, that might be more humorous. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, maybe. If you see this movie, it's it's really kind of sad that it never really got this good again. You know? Mm. It, it really didn't. Insurrection was the closest because they had the budget, I think. and But it was just such a different feel for Insurrection. It was. It was very television Again, feel. very cool moments mm-hmm. and stuff. It was a good story. It wasn't First Contact, you know? Um but you're right. Insurrection could have been a couple TV episodes, a two-parter, and done. Sure, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, and I heard like their idea because Nemesis wasn't going to be the last movie; it just happened to be because you know they're kind of getting up there and yeah. it didn't make a lot of money. But I supposedly Rick Verman thought of Q, I believe, for Ooh, their final Q would have movie, been wonderful, which would have been, been great. Cool. Yeah, but of course you had the the TV finale and. I guess that's kind of yeah. it for Q. I don't know what else you could do, maybe. Well, but... he was in Voyager a lot. True. And DS9, I think yeah. he was, too. Once, I believe. Once, yeah. yeah. I don't think he ever popped up on Enterprise, but who knows. No. This movie's fantastic. I, I strongly recommend checking yeah. it out. If you haven't seen it, go see it immediately. <laughs> I will. Mitch <laughs> took one for the team, or for you guys, because he's never seen it, and he's all yeah. spoiled. So um, No, no. I, I'm definitely going to go see it. I mean, a lot of the theatrical... Uh, uh, pictures and storylines and stuff like that seem really really interesting oh yeah it's it's fantastic it's uh, i strongly recommend even if you're not a star trek fan go out and get two and first contact those are the best movies jj's are good too i'd say two four and this i yeah i four agree i agree converted my wife yes who was, voyage home yeah who yeah. didn't care about star trek very yeah. much she liked it because she was just trying to be nice to me you know but uh you know, her and my daughter, they genuinely loved four. You know, that's a great cross. Uh, that's a great uh, way to bring in a new audience. Mm-hmm. True. You true. Because, yeah, it played to everybody yeah. in that one. And I don't I think First Contact probably got close to that, maybe mm-hmm. beyond, you could say. But, yeah, uh, Voyage Home was definitely like yeah. everybody could go see this movie because yeah. I believe at the time when Nimoy got uh, approval to do the movie, the studio heads are like, you know, if this script was any other movie, we yeah. would greenlight it too. Right. Like it was just that good. It was good. So And he did a phenomenal job very good. Yes, he did. And Jonathan Frakes, man. Yes. Hats off, standing ovation. Yes. You know, the direction of this movie was outstanding. Yeah, great guy. The family's fantastic. This cast. Mm-hmm. They actually are a family, which is nice. Because the original cast, they're not No. Most of them get along, but yeah, some of them don't. It's really refreshing, especially to see them at conventions. Right. And yeah. And like the Voyager cast, you know, they're yes. all super tight. 
Yes. I mean, all the the guys from Voyager, they still get together and have dinner and stuff, and you know, it's that's just, great. It's it's just great to see that. As long as jobs they all had, yeah. you know, seven years on a TV series, yeah. Like, Which, considering you know the fact that they had Star Trek: Next Generation, was their longest running up to this point. Yeah, true. That's true. Yeah, seven years and. And then each series after that, with the exception of Enterprise, went seven years and done. Yeah. You know? Right. You know, once again, go out and buy two and yeah. four. Two, and four, and first contact. There you go, which is eight. Yeah. <laughs> guess, right? Two, four, <laughs> two, eight. Two, four, and eight. It yeah. appears that even-numbered movies are good for this series. Six yeah. is good. Six was great, too. Uh, I just watched that the other day, Undiscovered Country, um, with the Klingons, and uh, Worf's grandfather, played by Michael Dorn, yeah. was in it. <laughs> I believe, like, uh, I think Nick Myers was like, just throw him in. I don't yeah. care. And it was cool, too. And it made it work. Yeah. And it made it work. It was right. really awesome. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's a great time. 50 years of Star Trek. These are great movies, great television. You know, so many hours of entertainment they have given us. And we got Star Trek Discovery coming, which I am just so psyched. For it. Yeah. Nicholas Meyer attached. It's, it's just a great time to be a Trekkie. And hopefully we get more people to... You know, come on board. I think Beyond helped uh, get an audience. Yeah, it really so. mainstreamed it, kind of, you yeah. know, a little bit. Which and Trek, true Trek fans are, I'm one Trek fan that can accept new alternatives. And same with me. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I, the only series I've not seen is Enterprise. And so far, I've loved every iteration of mm-hmm. Star Trek that I've seen. But, you know, I think you can't draw a line in the sand when no. it comes to sci-fi. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to be, at least have an open mind about it. I mean, that. It's like comic books when people say, oh, well, that would never happen. You know, well, sorry, the dude's got a green ring and he can make anything out of his mind. You know, don't you can't restrict, yeah. you know. And so when it comes to science fiction and things like that, you know, that's that's the beauty of sci fi is it opens the doors completely. And, Absolutely. You know, every Star Trek has been phenomenal. And, it has. Um, there's rough there's rough spots, but that's, that's everything. With everything. So yeah, and when you do seven years of shows, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have some you're that... gonna have some duds. You yeah, know, there's no question. You know, exactly. I mean, Star Trek the original series only did three seasons. People widely consider all of season three pretty much a dud. Right. You know, um, Shatner's with, like all bloated. Yeah, <laughs> with the pinnacle of being season kind of a halfway through the first one to maybe about two thirds the way through mm-hmm. the second. Sure. You know, but still, I enjoy it all. It's it great. was great. The resistance for this is futile. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Live long and prosper. I'm Josh. I'm Mitch. I'm Steve. Take care. Take care.